Ladies and gentlemen, today is Thursday, August 31st. Take it away, Bruce Buffer. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's game day episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we made it. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs, and it's our very first game day for Wolfpack football in the year of our Lord, 2023. Kenton, how are we feeling? I'm feeling geeked up. I'm feeling geeked up. You know, uh, this is, I, I, I don't think Fabo could match this level of geeked up. If you don't know who that <laughs> is, go look it up. But uh, this is a moment where that we've all been waiting for. We've We've talked about it, we've plotted on it, we've planned on it, we've thought about it, we've dreamt about it, we've wished for it, and now it is here. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, it is game one. I'm ready to see how this thing shakes out. I'm ready to see if this team is everything that we're talking them up to be, if this is a team that is the fastest defense that NC State's ever had, if this is a team that has the best defensive line Tony Gibson has seen, if this is a team that has a Brennan Armstrong that's locked and loaded and receiver weapons that just keep getting deeper and deeper by the day, I'm ready. I want to start here uh, with some comments from Coach Dorn. Basically, his final media availability before the team took off for Connecticut. I believe this was on Tuesday, but this is via Pack Pride. Um, let me pull this up here and take a listen. Yeah, that correlated all that it was 31 to nothing at halftime last year, that this is a different UConn team this year. Last year's game is not maybe this year's team don't win this year's game. So we know UConn's a better football team. We know they're a different football team. We're also a different football team. So we got to go prove whatever the sport is. You know, we got to earn that. We know they're probably talking about it, right? They want to play better than they did. And I know they will watching their film. They're a much better football team than years ago. Are well, there's always home field advantage. You know, they were five and one at home last year. You know, we've been a really good home team. So, you know, when you go to someone else's environment, uh, you have to get used to it. You know, foreign locker room, stadium's different, sidelines maybe tighter, looser. As far as the space down there, you know, you're in a hotel instead of your own bed. So, there's some different things about playing on the road. And you know, once you start the game, it's the same. How I want to start this, basically some storylines here, is a lot of people have talked about, you know, is NC State basically looking over UConn? Are they looking forward to 
Notre Dame, you know, NC State. They whooped up on UConn last year. And Dave Doran says exactly what I wanted to hear him say in saying last year, completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter. UConn, they're probably using it as motivation. They're not the same team. We're not the same team. It doesn't matter. This is game one of one, and this is where our feet are here on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I, I think that a, a big part of this thing and a big part of this season is going to be yesterday's price is not today's price. Exactly. Things have to be different. If we're looking at uh, where NC State has been historically, we've been middle of the road historically. If this team wants to do something special, do something crazy, be something different, yesterday's price cannot be today's price. NC State stuff cannot be what it has traditionally been. It cannot be that we lose multiple games that are like, you were the better team by a mile. There's a head scratcher here. We can't have those things happen if this team is serious about being different than they've been in the past. And so the same as we're trying to not be the uh, the team of the past, y'all don't think UConn is on the same way? Come on now. Let's, you know, that's stupid. Use your common sense. This is going to be a game that, um, that you know, it – It'll be more hard hard fought than last year's game, which was pretty much over after the first offensive snap NC State took. Um, it'll be different, but I believe that this team has what it takes to put it away. And I think another part of this is interesting to me is going to be their crowd. You know, UConn, I've seen a lot of their, their media drumming up some noise, pack the rent, as they're trying to say. And we've, we've been talking about it all week. This is going to be one of UConn's bigger crowds in probably a decade, if not longer, than that and so it's going to be very interesting to see how nc state's going to handle this because we've talked about it also all week uconn is trying to build this progress that they built in year one uh from coach jim mora going into year two now they want more their 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 floor has raised and it's going to start with potentially knocking off a big time opponent in nc state at home and so i'm very intrigued to see how we handle mental mistakes or I guess hopefully lack thereof and just the execution, you know, nailing assignments, making sure everything is exactly the way it is supposed to be on both sides of the ball, because you go up in a foreign environment, like coach Storm was saying, and you're all out of whack. It can go very quickly downhill from there. If you're, if you're still on the bus in the the second quarter, the third quarter could be a long night. Yeah, but you know what? I And I mean this with all my heart and soul. NC State would have to beat NC State in this game for UConn to win. Right. The The objective truth is if, if NC State's corners are playing the best covers that they've played, can you say, I believe that UConn's receivers are just better? No. No. If NC State's defensive line is playing the best ball that they're going to play, and in the running game you're saying – is there a shot at this at this thing for UConn? Can you really say, hey, UConn's O-line is just better? No. No. Same for our offense, you know, in, in all the position groups there. I think the closest potential battle, the closest, which I'm starting to think the more I hear about both, it's not going to be that close, is our receivers in their DBs because their DBs is gonna, are going to be the strength of that team. And so you look around and you say, can we really – you know, to see ourselves lose this game. We play our best. They play their best. It just shakes out in a way that, that doesn't work out for us. No. So with that being said, like you, like you referenced and like we already talked about in this show, 
The only way this happens, the only way a loss happens here is if we're sleeping at the wheel. We go ahead and doze off and say, oh, we got it in the bag before we even get off the bus. And then next thing you know, you're getting back on the bus with a big fat L. You know, it's it's been interesting dissecting this game and leading up into game day, all the talks and discussions, all the things to look for. It has felt eerily similar to our opener last year at ECU, so much so that we're wearing the exact same uniform that we wore last year at ECU, white helmets, white tops, and red pants. I believe someone, I cannot remember the name has escaped me, but someone has ran basically a, a chart listing our record in every single uniform combination. We are one in five in this combination with the one win being last year at ECU. So yeah. certainly hoping to add to that win total. Um, of course, at the end of the day, uniforms don't really have a whole lot to do with it, but I think there's a lot to be learned from that ECU game last year in that, yes, if you do play with your food, if you mess around for long enough, you will allow a team like a UConn this year to stay in the game, feed off of their home crowd, and yeah. make it a make it a very interesting ball game in the fourth quarter when it has no business being so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's at the end of the day, like you said, you mess around and what do they always say? What do the kids say now? You'll find out. You'll find out. And hopefully there's no finding out on the Wolfpack's part here because hopefully this is a team that, again, is serious about not being the team that they've been in the past in terms of having that game where it's like, what is happening? How did you drop this? That's that's what we're looking for um, in this team. So, you know, that's the reality. That's what we're looking at. And, and again, if the pack shows up and says, from kickoff all the way through that final whistle, we are dedicated. We are locked in right here. We are not Sam Hartman and company will take care of next week. But for right now, we are determined to put those boys from stores in the pack. We'll be all right. Up next, we're going to dissect Kenton's keys for the game Thursday night up in UConn. But first, a word from our sponsors today in LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. They use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. All right. And so for our football listeners here in 2023 that may have joined us over the course of the past season, Kenton loves to do this segment called Kenton's Keys, Kenton's Keys, where he gives his, what is it, three, Kenton? Yeah, three offensive, three defensive special teams. Three, his most important offensive, most important de- defensive, and most important points on special teams. So, Kenton, I'm going to kick it to you first. Your your first three, Kenton's keys on the offense. Absolutely. So, I have often talked about this, and and I've often gotten into the fact that there are a lot of games where the, the goal is don't beat yourself and you'll be okay, and this is one of them. This is one of them. So, the keys will be more so predicated around who we are and what we're supposed to be 
then um, Connecticut and like, you know, eliminate certain guys and all that type of stuff. So the first key, which applies to both offense and defense, don't play with your food. Go into halftime with a double-digit lead, and I see us doing that by putting up at least 17 points or so offensively uh, in the first half. So the 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 actual key there, go into halftime with a double-digit lead. That is the key. Go into halftime with a double-digit lead. It can be 10 points. I'm all right with that. It could be 14, 17, 21. Doesn't matter. long as you're leading by more than uh, single digits or not trailing, I think that we're in a, a great position there because that says that we've done what we've had to do and we took this team seriously. The next thing, the next key is 125 yards plus on the ground. Let me tell you the importance of that one. When we look at the Boston College game from last year, we did accomplish the key of getting out to a quick lead. But what happened? It sat we on were, it. We sat on it and we were unable to effectively run the ball. Because we could not run the ball, it extended the game out a little longer, a little longer, a little longer. I'll tell you this, even for teams that can run the ball well, I never say hope that the clock beats your opponent. But if you are going to be the team that says, hey, I'll let the clock beat my opponent, you better be able to get yourself when you need it. I need five yards of carry this drive. Go give it to me. Go give it to me. Even if we don't get into the end zone, get us down to about the 15 before they stop us. Get us down to about the 10 before they stop us. That way we have sustained a long drive, eaten five, six, seven, eight minutes off the clock, and that's what we're looking at. So at least 125 yards is what I'm looking at uh, in terms of the second key. The last key, I have talked about not beating ourselves, not beating yourself. Don't beat yourself. You know what the biggest way teams generally beat themselves is? Turnovers. Turnovers. Folks, leave the turnovers up to the bakery. There should be none on the field up in stores. I need to see less than two turnovers. That is a, a must. Less than two turnovers is an absolute must because, again, if you are turning the ball over, that means that you're giving this team confidence. They're now looking up, even if you turn it over on a play that has nothing to do with them, even if it's a snap over the center's head, guess what just happened to their confidence? Oh, man, these boys, they don't take us seriously. They don't take us here. And when that happens, you let a team hang around. You let a team hang around. Now that's a double confidence boost. Because number one, they just turned the ball over. And number two, we're still in the game. Look at us. Look at us. Don't let it happen. So those are my three offensive keys. Grayson, any thoughts on those? Yeah, no, you nailed it. You know, first and foremost, it does go for both offense and defense. But yeah, you we cannot afford the mental mistakes to put ourselves in a spot where, like you mentioned, it gives UConn that momentum to take the lead and maybe even run away with it uh, as it is a home game for them. And then your second point with the 125 rush yards. Yeah, we're desperately looking for some semblance of a run game, especially after what we went through much of last year. But it's there's going to be a lot of focus on the offensive line, what they can create for the running back group. Um, and again, we're looking forward to Jordan Houston again. You know, had a little bit of a rough go of it last year. We always talk about the speed that he does have. He's always seemingly one guy away from breaking off a really long touchdown run. Maybe he can uh, start a new trend here in game one of 2023. And then, of course, yes, the turnovers. People kind of complain a bit about Brennan Armstrong being potentially turnover prone. I'll say this about the turnovers. I think the way, the way Brennan plays, he's a gunslinger. And when that happens, turnovers are a bit inevitable. But 
I think there are such things as like a good turnover, basically like a long punt, if you will. Mm -hmm. Brennan's going to try and go vertical, maybe not just in this game in particular, but all season. And sometimes when that happens, you got to deal with the consequences. So if we can limit the potential turnovers to like a long punt situation, I trust our defense to then carry the slack there and we'll be all fine. Absolutely. And speaking of the defense, let's get into the defensive keys. The first key, folks, I have taken your feedback from last year. I will not use any one key for both sides of the ball. So we won't make uh, going to halftime a double-digit lead a thing for both. But don't make a star today. No individual on their offense needs to go for over 100 yards. I feel confident. I feel confident that if we make them say, hey, we got to spread this thing out. Everybody's got to get in on that. They don't have the horses in the stable to compete. Correct. They don't. I, I That's just my my what I believe here. So no player goes over 100 yards a day except for the quarterback with passing. And that includes the quarterback when it turns to rushing because I just I don't see that out of fact. No, no, I just don't see it out of them. Ain't going to happen. Exactly. So uh, keep everybody under 100 yards. I said it earlier this week. It was a foreshadowing to what it was going to be today. Stop the run and have some fun. So what am I looking at there? I want under 125 yards and less than um, five yards per Less than We'll go 4.5. Less than four and a half yards per carry. Because here's the thing. They could get some empty garbage yards, you know, empty calories or whatever. Hey, take them, whatever. But if you hold that, if you hold this team, to those met- metrics, because we talked about this earlier this week. The way, the route to winning this game for UConn, run the ball. That's it. That's it. It's, it's not a situation where it's like, oh, man, I'm I'm so concerned because they can do so many different things. So what? They have to run the ball. And with that in mind, if we don't allow them to run the ball, now we're in the money. Now we're doing what we need to do. Now we're seeing what we need to see. So um, my my flat idea here is at the end of the day, if we stop this run, we're going to have some fun. Aiden White's going to have some fun. Shaheen Battle's going to have some fun. Davin Vance, Savion Jackson, CJ Clark. There's going to be some fun to be had in that backfield. There's going to be a parade inside their city. Yeah. Now, the last one, the last key, win third downs. If we do the first or the second key, rather, in stopping the run on early downs, that'll put them behind the sticks. When you put teams behind the sticks, you have to get off the field. In many of the games that we've seen the Wolfpack lose over the last few years in which they shouldn't have, third and fourth down conversions were the backbreaker. Remember Wake Forest a couple years ago? Oh, gosh. We kept them in third and eight and nine, fourth and six and fourth and six. And what happened every time? Somebody was as open as 7-Eleven. That's a problem. So once we do what we need to do to get them in third and long, third and medium positions – Get the stop and get you behind off the field. Those are Kenton's keys, folks. Any thoughts on the defensive keys, Grayson? Yeah, no, nailed these on the head as well. You know, in years past where we play, I guess, uh, an opponent that has a likeness to UConn, basically a team that we should be able to beat relatively handedly, the only reason that maybe those games would get away is because, yes, we created a star some some way or another on the other team, whether it's a receiver that goes for 150 yards or a running back that runs – all over us, east, west, north, and south. We can't afford to let that happen with UConn, especially because, you know, jumping into your second key here, UConn's going to try and run the ball. That's 
really the only way they're going to be able to beat us is if they can run probably super effectively uh, even in that because our run defense is just way too good, I believe. I, 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 I just cannot see us allowing enough to make a, a measurable impact uh, in this game. And then, of course, your last point here, you have to be able to get off of the field on third downs because your offense, while it is a new offense, they're going to need to be able to regroup on drives that don't pan out the way they need them to. They yeah. can't afford to be in a rush every other series because the defense cannot stay off of or the defense can't get off of the field and UConn's just doing whatever they please. So Absolutely. it's imperative that, you know, we show up of course on both sides of the ball that comes without, you know, saying, but it's just the little things winning third downs, limiting their big plays, stopping the run. It's just, it's, it sounds very elementary, but that's mm-hmm. because it is. I, I, I do believe that, it's very cut and dry, our, our blueprint for beating UConn here. Absolutely. I, I don't think that anybody should be surprised by that or saying, hey, this is this is very vanilla stuff. Yeah, because this should be a vanilla game with yes. a vanilla win. This this ain't a game where we need the full Sunday with the, the banana and the, the whipped cream and the cherry on top. Let's keep it vanilla. Let's keep it boring. Let's keep it chalk and get on out of stores with a W. Absolutely. And do you have any for special teams? I do not have any special teams ones. Defense and special teams are normally combined. So those normally make up um, three. But special teams, please don't blow this. Execute. Exactly. Don't do it. Don't do it. We're watching you. And also, I'm watching Julian Gray as well on that return team. I want to see what he does with the ball in his hands. Uh, We've all talked about how special he can be. And and I want to see it on that special teams unit, on that kickoff return unit in particular. We're going to cap this episode kind of reliving our predictions with the guests we had on just a couple weeks ago. But first, a message about college football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications to conference rivalry games and go in-depth like only Locked On can. This includes insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On college hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. And especially because our very own Kenton Gibbs will be a host of this show. So be sure to check out Kenton every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You might learn something. So tune in. It's an excellent show. Very excited to see how that turns out. And of course, you'll see Kenton as always. All right. So capping this last piece of this game day episode, I just want to walk it back about a week or so ago. We had on three different guests from three different publications, and we asked them to give their Wolfpack season predictions. And of course, I added ours in in here as well. But just want to walk back through these real fast to see if we have any differing opinions, any new thoughts to add here. We're going to start with our friend Brett Friedlander of Saturday Road. He has the Wolfpack going 8-4 and four with losses to Notre Dame, Duke, Miami, and Wake Forest. Any any new thoughts to add here, Ken? Um, nope, not that I know of. Uh, that, you know, I, I said my, my piece on this before, and we'll see how these things shake out. You're gonna you're gonna see through the rest of these that I was the only one that had faith in us to win 
uh, a certain place within the state of North Carolina. Let's see if y'all can figure that one out. Next up, we had Noah Teague of the Technician. He also had us going eight and four losses to Notre Dame. Louisville, he was the only one to pick this one. I think that's super fascinating. Clemson mm-hmm. and Wake Forest. Then we had Corey Smith of Pack Pride. He has us at nine and three, much like Kenton and I do as well. He has losses to Notre Dame, Clemson, and Wake Forest on the road. You might see the trend that I was alluding to. Kenton, you had nine and three as well. Losses to Notre Dame, Clemson, and Miami. Actually, I was wrong. I think I misremembered. You and I both picked us to beat Wake Forest on the road. We're going to snap that streak. I promise. We're yeah, winning in Winston-Salem yeah. this year. This is this is the year we finally get the uh, Wake Forest monkey off our back. However, a new monkey is born and gets bigger in Miami, in my opinion. I think that the Miami monkey is – is starting to get a little big there. And and I, I, for whatever reason, if there is a game that we're going to lose that we shouldn't probably, I think it's Miami. I think that's the game that leaves us saying, man, if we could have just won that one this year. Uh, But again, that's a Miami team that I think when they're firing at their highest clip and everybody's rolling, they give a lot of teams in the nation problems. So for me, I, I mean, the Miami game is very intriguing. I, I just think Miami is probably like a year or two away from making a lot of noise. And so for me, the team for me that I'm, I don't want to say worried about, but I guess the hair stands up on my back a little bit is Duke. And I know there's been a lot of conflicting opinions on Duke. Some people think that their schedule is easy. Some people think that they just simply won't be as good as they were last year. Yeah. They're a bit of a question mark. And I think that's why they're dangerous in my mind. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it is kind of a home away from home situation. The game is in Durham. I expect a large contingent of red in the stands. Of course, I'll be there. I can't miss that one. But I still think it's going to be a situation where Duke very well could surprise us. You know, yeah. at that point in the season, I believe we have Clemson the week after. I, I really don't think that Dave Dorn teams look ahead, but it could be a little bit of a situation where you're not thinking about it too much, but homecoming in Clemson, it is the next weekend. Not – not to say that's going to make a, a massive difference in the Duke game, but there's just something about them this year that I think Duke will catch us off guard. I hope not. I hope I, not either. I really and truly hope not, but we will see. We will see. Well, that's going to do it for us here on this game day episode, this Thursday episode. Be sure to check out the Wolfpack tonight, CBS Sports Network, 730 Eastern. We're going to take home a W. We're going to eat a W. Our first one of 2023. Very excited to watch them get rolling. Um, As always, be sure to drop that like. Drop those comments in the box. Tell us how you think. Any final thoughts here before we drop the ball down and get going here in 2023. And as always, mash that subscribe button so you can keep up with all of our game day notes, all of our pregame notes and postgame notes uh, to come this season. Of course, on Friday, we'll be recapping Thursday evening's game, so be sure to check that out as well. But until then, it's game day, baby. Go Pack. Go Pack.